0: Companies and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Dent, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to masks of neolithide in our, uh, as we've mentioned before, transitional period, our travel period, as you would. Uh, so we have a lot to get to tonight. We have a special guest for you tonight. And uh, to get there, we're going to have to get through introductions. So to my right.
1: This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, I had a great performance.
0: You did indeed have a great performance. I think it's a nice stretch for you to get back to kind of the old Maeve, as it were. Uh, To her right.
2: This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and... I have this feeling somebody's going to be arrested at some point on this trip.
0: You know, I wouldn't put it past anyone on this trip to be arrested, <laughs> possibly even you. I mean, everything is in your name in that regard. That's yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know things happen. <laughs> at the end of the table.
3: <laughs> uh this is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle and what's one more warrant in one more country.
0: Exactly. I mean, the best part of the the using the Orient Express is as long as they don't catch you by the the southern french border you're you're good to go golden
3: right
4: as we all know no one catches jack in france <laughs> right so i mean not even not even, not the, even, ger- not not even the germans, germans. <laughs> uh and so to uh, to jack's right. right this is james i'll be bringing dr sigmund Totenbach. and um well i've no plans i just go with the flow you know
0: quite really quite literally quite literally and uh, our special guest for the evening
5: uh i am ally and you'll find out who i am
0: <gasps> Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. A mysterious character <laughs> Be named later
4: You guys gotta be careful With your gasps At this altitude <laughs> It's very true
0: uh, So we raise the curtain tonight On The Orient Express Which is moving through The French countryside Headed down Towards Paris uh, And so We are gonna Open with uh, You doctor Doctor you've had A session With your patient Hmm and for the most part, things are progressing. But he is definitely showing some difficulties. Hmm. And so you've kind of come up for air. You have given him something to relax himself. By Mickey uh, Finn. Well, <laughs> the, but the professional kind. Oh, good. Right? Which, so it's, it's, it's like you're... Um, A Michael <laughs> Finn. <man>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's, look I look it's professional it's professional, I'm, I, I'm look, professional. clearly um, it's okay for you a doctor's giving it to you right you've had an opportunity to to kind of come up for air in this in this regard and you're now just plain getting something to eat and and drink in the saloon cart to kind of unswell your head a little bit kick out some of the uh some of the
4: the busyness that is now up there and
0: there's an well yeah there's an awful lot of emotionally hmm. charged portions and as analytical as you're trying to stay, uh, it's clear that he has a lot going on. Absolutely.
4: Um, And I can't carry that around with me all the time, so definitely some food, some drink, and hanging out with everyone else for a little while that has nothing to do with putting someone back together mentally.
0: (laughs) You, while you're in the car, uh, just getting some soup and whatnot, you look across that saloon car and you see that there is a there are a pair of dogs in here uh, hmm. what kind of dogs uh, well they're you're not really sure actually you don't think you've ever come across this breed before um, and it, they're relatively tall very long hmm. thin hair long noses
4: okay um,
0: but they're otherwise normal dogs. Like, they have yeah, skin totally,
4: and everything. totally normal <laughs> dogs. I'm just double-checking. This is Call of I like to... <laughs> yep. I just like to double-check. Once I have my cup of soup, mm-hmm. uh, I have them working on my ramen. I uh, know.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're serving you ramen on the Orient Express. Oh, come on. They'd be really good ramen. No, no I
4: go, be. uh, I go over to the dog's, um look at the owner of first of course as
0: one does. You see a um, you see a very striking uh, woman who's dressed in um, some a thick coat Hmm. Uh, it's not very um, it's not very uh, ostentatious there's no luxuriousness to it she doesn't seem like she's royalty or anything there's a strange cut to it Hmm. Um, it almost makes her shoulder shoulders come far wider than you would expect cut on a Woman's coat. Okay. And uh, she has the dogs get a not at a grip by any means, but she has a fair hold on both. There are two of them. Okay. Uh, she has a fair grip on both their collars. I walk over and,
4: Guten Tag, do you mind if I um, pet your dogs here?
0: She gestures to the dogs as if it's okay.
4: Crouch down and Give them each a good scritch and fish out a little bit of something out of my soup bowl. And
0: <laughs> they seem to take to it pretty well. the The handler looks at you and and uh, kind of gives you a bit of a smirk, and then she immediately defers her vision to another woman who is coming into the car. And this woman is definitely striking. She has features that are that almost feel and look tailored Hmm. like the angle of her jawline is just so her hair and eyebrows are just so as if they're painted Hmm. on not Hmm. but they don't appear to be painted but it it feels like she woke up and Michelangelo decided to to create her visage today Hmm. Uh, she also looks a bit mysterious
4: Terribly mysterious. I stand up when she gets closer, and you know, give the gives the dog a, a la, the dog's a last little pat. Mm-hmm. When she gets up close, I give a little courtesy bow to her when she approaches, as one would. She
0: acknowledges you and and uh, gives you almost a wry smile. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Tell me. Heading back to Germany?
4: No, unfortunately for like I am not heading to Germany. We are going much further southward. Ah. Egypt, actually, as it turns out. Oh. I know they probably don't, but I um I offer her you know obviously the seat and you know, the, the manners, you know, in the etiquette way.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Um, as try not to be as clumsy as possible. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's tough with the cane. You do your best to kind of steady yourself as, as you go, but she seems to just simply turn with ease around you and get to the seat. Uh, she seems very lithe. Okay. Can
4: I get you anything? A drink, perhaps? <laughs>
0: uh, no, that is all right. I am perfectly fine here watching the scene.
4: It it is quite beautiful. I have not been to this part of the
0: world before, but I must say they are keeping it quite well. I have been to France many times now. Mm. Uh, this is my first time. Well, do you enjoy yourself.
4: And so far, so good. And it's a, definitely a, a sight better from where we were coming
0: from. <laughs> I'll leave you there for the moment, hmm. Doctor. A member of staff, Miss O'Shea, comes to you and they pass you a note. Okay, and then they say, "Is there anything I can do for you?" This is a pretty common thing on the train. After a member of staff arrives, they do whatever service, that whether it's dropping off a drink. They always check back up with you. That's something that really all of you have noticed so far on the Orient Express. Is the service here is it's unbelievable. Now, given what you've paid to be on the train, it. It, it, it better it, be it better, <laughs> right. This is average service, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's it's really it's really more than that, though. It is the people that work the train. It doesn't matter whether it is a, a simple wait, wait staff member or if it's someone who looks after uh, the the way the uh, any of the luggage and stuff is carried. Everything is done with a, a, just a different level of service, and it's immediately noticeable from your first moments on the Orient Express.
1: I will tell them thank you, and um, if I could get some tea.
0: Of course, what kind?
1: I usually drink green tea.
0: The uh, member of staff heads back up. Jack, after having gotten on this train in the way that you did, what are you filling your time with here?
3: I'm probably reading some of the papers we brought along. After that, I might just wander the train Keep an
0: eye out. Yeah. Wandering the train is, it's like people watching. Right. Because there's a lot of folks that are also wandering the train. And there are many different cars here. Most of them are sleeper cars or there is the saloon car. There's also uh, a couple of other cars here that are meant for more socializing, that sort of thing. There's, you can see there's a car here that has a piano in it. Okay. And it's not just a chintzy upright. It's a piano. This is probably the most luxurious form of transportation you've ever been on,
3: even even better than the uh, ocean liner. Yeah,
0: actually, uh, because what I think what would grip you a little bit is the uh, the level of comfort and luxury they get in the space that they have. That's the thing that continues to be a little bit awe inspiring, as really for everybody, as you are moving down the line here towards Paris. Is yes, it's it's late at night. Um, or later at night uh, and it it's as if the train does not miss a beat the staff here are always prepared uh, they have the drinks that you're interested in there are you know, many things to avail yourself of while you're on the train at the same time there are probably half the people who are on the first class portion of it who are sleeping mm-hmm. and so it's almost like a it's almost like a miniature city in that way all that. While while it continues to move towards its next destination, I like it. Uh, you do see the doctor; he uh, he seems to be finishing up. He's he's eating, and he's also noticed that there are two relatively larger dogs uh, that he seems to be paying some attention to. Okay, i you
3: know nod in direction and then continue on.
0: You probably noticed the woman in the seat adjacent to him because she's unmissable. There is something about her that is totally. Like movie star quality. Put together. Uh, yeah. But not just that, but there's an air of danger to her. She looks like she'd be perfectly comfortable putting bullets in somebody.
3: Yeah. Um, all that combined, that's that's trouble right there. <laughs> I'm going to stay as far away from that as possible.
0: <laughs> you stay away from trouble? I don't believe that.
3: I could, I could see major trouble way down the line here.
0: Fair enough. Miss Lane, are you uh, catching up on your sleep? Or are you uh, still a bit gobsmacked at what uh, Mr. Doyle did to uh, get you on the train?
2: Well, there is that.
3: Yes. It's not that
0: big a deal. I do
3: it all the time. A striptease oh. is just a striptease. You guys are so tight.
4: <laughs> it's in, it's France. <laughs> right? They do this all the time. It's, it's how you get a baguette and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll remember that when we make it to Paris. <laughs> now that she's on the, you know, the train where, you know, she's with, you know, people she normally would um, collude with, I am going to change into something more appropriate for the train. Yeah, I'm changing out of pants, my <gasps> Holy
0: shit, you're gonna change out of pants.
2: <laughs> so she's gonna put on one of her several dresses that she brought with on the trip. It mm-hmm. e- 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 like a midnight blue. You know, a mm-hmm. Dress. That's True. you know, for traveling. Yep, I'm working you're, it. You're
0: probably going to notice too that you're likely to get close to matching the outside of the Orient Express, which is also oh, is it a deep blue? Yep.
2: I'm actually going to do my hair and everything to make you know so I don't look quite so third class. I'll, I'll put my hair up in a in a still a loose bun, but it'll be up nicer. Are not gonna, like
0: are you going to wear a hat?
2: No, I'm not going to wear a hat. That's too much. We're going to let it loose, like you know, pretend I'm in a party you get
0: done up. Uh it feels good to get cuz you know you, you had your bit of your um transitional period and you're you're finally kind of reapplying makeup and getting mm-hmm. prepared again and it feels like putting on a new layer of skin.
2: I feel like I'm able to hide part of myself. So yeah, I'm hiding behind hiding behind what I've always, you know, what I've known what people see me as. Sure. It's my own personal mask.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: so you're getting ready. So, you've had a chance to read your note. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's uh, Miss O'Shea's plan?
1: Once I get my tea? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, how long is it after I performed? Like, am I still in my performance clothes? Yeah, we'll say you are. Okay.
0: I mean, you got dressed up for the performance, Yeah.
1: Well, then I'll just uh, take my tea, and... I still have the dagger in the holster I had made on my thigh. So, I will uh, go... Yeah, to the uh, third train car.
0: Okay. You head down to the third train car. This is in the opposite direction of the saloon car. So you head down into another, through multiple first class lodgings till you get to the third car and then head down.
1: Yeah, to the third. Third,
0: third compartment.
1: Does the atmosphere change in the third car or.
0: As far as the third car is concerned. When you step into the hallway here, the first thing that you spot at the end of the car is what you would spot at the end of any car on the Orient Express, which is a member of staff literally in a chair sitting and waiting for someone to need something in that car. Mm. So if somebody comes out of, their, out of their compartment and they need something or they want to ring their bell or they turn their light on or whatever the case may be, that member of staff is there to assist them. And so when you enter the car, the member of staff all the way at the end acknowledges you just to meet eye contact and let you know that he has seen you. And should you need anything, he's there. About three spots down, there's a a relatively tall man standing outside of one of the he's standing in the hallway. He's standing in the hallway with his back to the compartment walls and he's looking out the windows of the train as it passes by. He obviously sees that you've entered the car but he doesn't stare you down or
1: anything Mm -hmm. like that. I'll keep walking to... I think that's the one I need to go to.
0: Okay. You get to the third compartment. It's just beyond him a little bit. When you approach the door to the compartment uh, he reaches out and knocks on the compartment door. Ellie, you hear... A knock on your compartment door. Come on in. It's a feminine voice. I'll open the door and... You don't even get a chance to. Oh, okay. The man opens the door for you.
1: I'll go in and sit down with my tea. It's
0: a first-class compartment, much like the one you have. Mm-hmm. And there is a... At, on the left-hand side where there's a, there's a chair here, there's a relatively well-dressed gentleman, very similarly to the man that's outside, who stands up and he steps, as you come in, steps around you and exits the door. Uh, And inside, there is a a woman in, I would assume you'd be in evening wear still? Yes, indeed. So there is a woman in the compartment car here with you, and she is dressed in a lovely green evening dress. In fact, you're fairly certain... That she might have been in the traveling car earlier tonight. And the man that left looked a lot like one of the men that was there in her presence. Mm -hmm. You find her and a nice compartment car.
1: I will uh, find a place to sit down.
0: It's basically either the chair the man just got up from or it's sitting on the couch, which is basically a sitting area when it's not a bed.
1: Oh, um, I'll sit in the chair.
0: Okay.
1: And sip my tea.
5: Do you want some cake with that? No, thank you. All right. I'll, uh, motion to one of my people. <laughs> and, uh, ask him if he would get me some tea and cake also.
0: Yeah, you're, you're two, uh, folks hopped, uh, hopped outside, but, uh, simple call to them is uh, easy enough. They'll, uh, they reply from outside right away.
1: Thank you for joining me. Well, I was curious about how you would know I'm here. We can all feel our own. Oh?
5: You're among the favored.
1: Okay. So what is this message you have? Well, I am... Alexandra Swift I'm assuming you uh, had a relative in Chicago
5: I did indeed
1: I believe you encountered him we
5: may have had some words yes well you certainly did the family a convenience well that's good to know but you also were able to speak to a god I have a good singing voice But you don't know the words. Not all of them? No. Your knowledge is insufficient, and I can teach you. Okay, And what does that entail? It would entail a few days' study with me, alone, as we are now, and I can teach you the more intricate and sophisticated parts of Okla
1: Oh. Yeah, I started finding more stuff on that. But, uh, that would, uh, help a lot. Getting a lot of languages in.
5: Okay. I've been informed that you are a fairly quick study.
1: Yes. Yeah, I seem to be able to... Pick up things rather quick, Uh, it's helpful because I uh, like to read a lot and I'm always moving on to something new. We would be able to teach you in just a few days. That would be amazing. And you want nothing in return?
5: I don't currently have a need for anything. You are blessed. It is by will of the Great Serpent that you learn.
1: Do you have any markings from him? That's a good question. Keeper, do I have any markings?
0: (laughs) You have markings. So you have some markings on your upper abdomen. Um, You have markings on your back. You have an inability to wear any midriff shirts. Luckily, midriff isn't really part of the time.
5: Right. Right. I suppose it depends on what kind of markings you mean.
1: Well, that were given to you for speaking with him.
5: Of course. And I take out just, like, a little pin knife from, like, a bag I'm carrying and cut just enough of the dress that I have to uh, show that my skin is a little bit rougher, almost, scale-like along my ribs for Maeve to see. And I know that that's repairable. Okay.
1: Figured they were from him. Well, I don't think that I will be missed. So, where are you staying after the train? In that same bag that I have, I will
5: pull out a note of prearranged lodgings and slide it across the table to Maeve. This is where I'm staying, and perhaps in the evenings after
1: dinner, around say, 8.30? Okay. I'll see if I can make that uh, happen. I'll do my best. Because the people I'm with will not understand. But they will always benefit from it.
5: Well... If I see that you have company, we will have to rearrange for another day because, unfortunately, you are the only person that is to receive this training.
1: Good to know. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully I can uh, then meet up with you uh, tomorrow night. I'll be in Paris for a few days before uh, getting back on the train. Okay. Well, thank you. Of course.
0: I suppose the next few hours pass relatively uneventfully. It is some of the nicest few hours that you get to spend. You've had some drinks. You've had some food now. You kind of relax your way into Paris. And around 10.30ish or so, the porters begin to call for an acknowledgement that the train is going to be arriving in Paris and for people to have their the articles ready to go for those who are leaving, and uh, the, the train arrives.
4: I bid the lady with the dogs and her friend there a fond adieu, and tell them, you know, uh, remind them if they will be on the train later that they I'm always at their service, and I will go pack the few things and maybe poke Simone slash Hans in the face a little bit, wake them.
0: Make me a psychology roll. Yeah.
4: That is a 41 under. significantly more than 41. So. That is a 41 under 79.
0: This woman that. the handler there with the dogs. There's something. about the two of them. These two women. There's an air that they give off. It's not a. It's not the same sort of air that, say, like, Erica Carlisle and Mr. Gray gave. It's not the same sort of air that, say, Miss Lane and any of her potential secretaries would have. Does
4: this feel more like an intimate or familiarity, uh, an intimate familiarity?
0: There is a familiarity between the two of them that is different. It's it's in the body language. It's not in the words. How they react to one another. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the care. Hmm in the eyes Mm -hmm. and like what they look at Mm -hmm. and how they walk the dogs
4: right well on the upside uh at no point have I decided to attempt to pick up (laughs) either of them I just find them fascinating uh the doc's not really like that so so yeah again he um he bids them adieu with a a pleasant smile and tells them both of course that you know like he said he is at their service should they need it and um bows and goes and gets his stuff. And again, pokes Hans in the face.
0: So, uh, the the five of you get off at Paris. The question I have is, what type of lodgings are you looking for?
2: I'm assuming I've been to Paris before.
0: You have been to Paris before. I could suggest several hotels for Morgan, so that way Lillian knows where she might want to go. You get a pretty quick... Uh, rundown of some of the Elegant places Just in the uh, which, which is also in the Traveler's Companion Which you guys have So you mm-hmm. guys have some information The, the Bristol Hotel is, is pretty popular But it's also a little pricey Okay. Um, there's also the Balmoral Hotel Which is a hotel you've stayed at before uh, So uh, this would probably be back During the uh, more equestrian days Of you coming to Paris while we're in the station.
4: Well I we have not discussed this yet, but I do think perhaps while we are quite used to be living what to say, the life that is high, perhaps we were wanting to be going in the middle of the road now. Mm-hmm. So
2: we'll probably wanna pick one where it's not like a middle class type hotel. I suggest the Belmoral where I've stayed previously.
4: Mm-hmm. And you are still alive, so it's high ratings. It, it yeah. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, it's been a it's been a couple years or hmm. a few years since I've been over been over here. So, uh,
4: the same could be said with Jack. Huh. <laughs> he kind of nudges Jack in the ribs a little.
2: Um. However, I would suggest we don't register the room under my name.
4: <laughs> yeah, or Mave. Or Mave. I am a nun. Hmm. Deuce Tottenbach. It is a very well-known name.
1: Are they going to be able to spell it?
4: Really? Is that <laughs> how they're going to place this now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about unpronounceable things, huh? Half vocabulary at this point It's completely unpronounceable and is comprised mostly of S's. <laughs> he picks up this luggage and starts walking away.
0: Miss <laughs> Lane would know that the hotel is relatively close to the Uh, Octetion, uh And it also is uh, relatively close... Distance-wise, the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. You're not too far from the Eiffel Tower. You might even be able to catch sight of it when you're getting your baguette and, and coffee in the morning. It's like 20 years old at this point, isn't
1: it? I'm not marrying any I mean, of you, not. so no proposals at the Eiffel Tower.
0: That would be
3: weird. That would be weird. <laughs>
0: Random proposals? Well, we're here. I mean, I mean, people not? do that. <laughs> ah, Paris. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, you'll get a cab that will take you over in two groups to the hotel the Belmoral is more than happy to take guests coming from the Orient Express which is what the staff at the Orient Express tell you to tell them Uh, so the nice part about that service is the hotel sees the cabs that come from the train station with their Orient Express people and you kind of get put into a different line of guests arriving at the hotel just because of it neat check-in is fairly simple Uh, my question that I need answered is who's, who is registering the room? Is it, is it, you're going to put them under the doctor's name?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Okay.
0: I just want to make sure I know who to run the bill to when you burn the hotel down. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, then definitely. the
0: doctor. Why do you think yeah. I don't ever put it under my name? Smart man.
2: Cause Jack's the one burning the hotel. That's room. right.
0: So the rest of the evening is relatively calm. You get settled into a nice and a pleasant hotel room. It doesn't smell. Uh, the beds are Okay. Um, the is, so far as you've seen is f- decent. It's a little bit for you to adjust to Miss Lane, if only because you're used to having nice things, but it's definitely a step up from Walton on the maze. Um, although it's not probably the same level the Waldorf was in London. So you're just going to have to slum it, I guess. Are any of you doing anything specific before heading to sleep that evening? Yes.
4: After the trying day that the doc has had with with his session and everything, the doc is actually going to see if Jack wants to go out for a drink. Especially because they have absinthe bars here, and I've never had it before, and I would like to try it.
0: Late night in Paris, after getting checked in and heading back out, it'd be probably near midnight, Hmm. and the Parisian nightlife is available to you. Oh, fantastic. Whether it be whether it be bars or whether it be something like a cabaret or whether it be Paris Nightlife at this time in the 20s is the world is your oyster. You're in a major city a major cultural center in the world Uh, anything gettable potentially is gettable so
4: Well definitely um, I assume we find we track down um, a a nice little hole in the wall bar that looks like it's been there for the last 200 plus years Uh, that ideally serves the green fairy and i mean that's just for me cuz i've never had it sure and um after a drink or two and a good tip i begin to ply our waitress for any rumors that she's heard about weird things going on on the streets of paris Ooh. okay wait staff here more than anyone
0: so your waitress a uh, a rather smiley sort of uh, young french girl uh, who continues to fill your cup. She tells you that... Uh, have you not heard of um, the catacombs killer?
4: Act completely surprised, which, I mean, I've heard a little of it. I've heard the bird thrown around, but you've heard some. Yes, 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 He's telling yes, me. Yes, yes. Oh, oh. I pull the chair out just a little bit.
0: No, 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 no. I cannot sit down. She kind of glances back over towards the bar. Uh, but uh, I will say this.
4: Before she begins, I hand Jack like a little bit of cash. Why don't you go get us a couple of of drinks? So that the bartender doesn't see her just sticking to one table and talking.
0: There was a, there was a news story that came out. It must have been uh, a few days ago. Uh, I saw it in one of the papers. They, they say that uh, there was a creature uh, loping around in the streets of Paris and it, people said it was a dog and then some people said it was an animal from the zoo. But I know because mm-hmm. I heard my friend tell a story she was up in her room and she saw it on all fours mm. hmm? Oh, a man on all fours
4: on all fours that is he perhaps has some sort of mental problem or unless it is some sort of monster I don't, don't know
0: she said she saw him in the early morning hours stop in an alleyway and she saw him eat something and it looked it looked like a human hand that is
4: oh my god oh my god I I apologize for having to make you repeat that my dear and I slide her like another Frank
0: (laughs) she takes it she genuinely looks a little terrified just telling you the story
4: would you like to know something a little secret Mm. you see that man at the bar right there yes he is a world renowned catcher of men and criminals and believe it or not that is why we are here
0: you should see my family then Oh,
4: we would very much like to do that. Or where would she be located at?
0: Uh, I will give you a address. Wunderbar, thank you. Uh, she will not be um, available until perhaps the late morning. I understand. She writes down something on like a, probably on a piece of paper that she has in her waistbands or pockets. A receipt or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's more like, it's a scrap of newspaper that she probably keeps on her. Maybe it was an old grocery list or something. Um, but she hands it to you. Danke schön, voorleiden. You have been most helpful. Hmm, thank you. And if um, if you do go and see Marie, don't tell her I told you. Mum is the word. <laughs> she skips away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you guys have some absinthe. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have some other drinks. The night gets a little wobbly. Yeah, it's time to uh, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, in the best sorts of ways. Mm. It's probably clear to 1 or maybe one thirty before the two of you get back to the Balmoral. Um, you're fairly certain you can still make it like, into the stairway. It's really it's really the mix of alcohols. It's for you, Doctor. It's mm. the absinthe that you start with first. Yeah. It kind of clouds your mind a little bit. Oh, Yeah. Um, and then at some point you started drinking whiskey you don't remember when well I must have been out of it yeah wow (laughs) you started drinking whatever Jack was drinking oh okay so it probably was whiskey or bourbon yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but the two of you you loosen up a little bit and uh, it can't come soon enough I mean it is Paris and you're, you're here so you might as well
4: why not This is a bit of a change, Jacques, for you, being able to see Paris in a good way. (laughs) Although I think I'm going to be sick, so we should go back to the hotel.
0: Yeah, yeah. The next morning, Miss O'Shea, you're probably up first. You're up with the uh, Paris sun. At least a little bit. You have a nice room that gives you a... uh, It gives you two smaller doors that open onto a little terrace that you can sit and have your morning breakfast on and you get to watch kind of Paris wake up and it's not that you want to watch Paris wake up it's that you want the first ray of sun to hit you I want to be warm you're desperate you realize like in your bones all of a sudden that you are desperately seeking heat like the room is too cold what you need is the sun
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so as it kind of raises into the sky.
1: Is it like a marble terrace? Uh-huh.
0: Okay, cool. Because
1: then I'll just go out barefoot too.
0: So you have to wait a little while because it's, it's now late February. After a little while, it starts to warm and you start to warm. Maybe it's the, you know, the the morning tea or coffee that, that helps get you along. You drink tea. We know that. Mm-hmm. But... The sun definitely helps. and You you can tell as you're going through your morning reading uh, that you're continuing to adjust to make sure that there isn't a shadow falling or blocking you and that sort of thing. And then you get to thinking probably about what you're going to do with today.
1: I think I know what I'm going to do with today.
0: Why don't you tell us?
1: I'm going to um, go find a tailor. All right. I'm going to take my now blank robe. Mm-hmm. And I would like, if they have, like, an iridescent, like, silk or something, to have scales embroidered down the back of it. Okay. And down the front. Not, like, fully, but, like, a row.
0: Okay. A single row? Or two rows? Or, like...
1: Yeah, one big... Row down the front, okay, and then and then like maybe like do it like from the shoulders tapering down in the back.
0: Yeah, the the tailors of Paris uh, provided that you are able to pay their fees, which mm-hmm. you likely are, are happy to help you correct, improve. They use that word a lot: improve mm-hmm. uh, the fabrics that you've brought them. Um, so after some measurements in Paris by uh, an older gentleman near uh the theater district mm-hmm. you get things in the uh, appropriate shape
1: i would also like a larger pocket on the side like to either hold like jars or
4: i'm sorry it's women's clothing in the 1920s so there will be no pockets
0: yeah women well, do not get pockets until 1975.
1: if <laughs> i am paying good money i'm getting another pocket on the inside
0: um, actually, the best part about this being uh, our universe is I can do the fuck I want. And so you can have as many pockets as you like. Um, you go through and uh, detail with this tailor your adjustments to the fabric. Mm-hmm. And they tell you it will probably take several days. And then they want to know if if you have a deadline beyond that, like when it has to be done.
1: As far as I know, we're going to be here for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, the older gentleman says that he'll... He and his staff will begin working on it as soon as they can. They do a lot of items for the theater district here, and so turnaround times usually have to be pretty fast. Okay. But just from the array of clothing that he has here on display, you can tell he does pretty quality work.
1: Sweet, because I will pay all my monies if I have to.
0: Okay, so what else are you doing with your day in Paris?
1: Well, no, I mean, I'll do some shopping since, like, since some of the art nouveau stuff is coming out snakes are pretty popular so i guess i'll see like what other hair things or bracelets or anything i you know see
0: you go shopping you have your thing the shopping in paris is, is likely second to none especially on the continent on europe uh, there are some other places that might play that they have better shopping or good shopping but they don't meet the markets of paris this is the cultural center of the world right now And, uh, you get your fill, whatever it is that you're looking for. Cool. Okay. Uh, Miss Lane, why don't you give me an idea of how you're spending your first day in Paris?
2: Has, Maeve's already headed out, right?
0: Yeah, by the time you are up and awake, um, she's gone.
2: Okay. Um, I am going to get up. What time did Maeve head out?
0: Uh, you probably heard something from her by nine, I would imagine. Okay. You got in pretty late, though. Overall,
2: yeah, I I get up, I um, get dressed, I I put on a another dress. <gasps> no, um, and this one's a deeper purple, like silk, a nicer dress for for the day. Purple
0: a very fashionable choice for for Paris.
2: Yes, and um, this time I do put a hat on, a matching hat. I didn't bring very many hats with me because I had to make room for pants. But get that fascinator uh, out. Yep.
4: Over one eye.
2: I have my hair tightly put in a bun. So, since I know Maeve is gone, and I don't hear probably the gentleman up and around. I probably did hear them come in last night, though, because they were probably not quiet.
0: Uh, no.
2: I grab the necklace, the Ankh necklace, mm-hmm. um, out of my bag where I had, I had placed it after I had changed on the train. Yes. And I um I go into... Are the rooms unlocked, or is there connecting, or is there...
0: I don't think these rooms won't connect, but as far as rooms being locked...
2: At that time, I didn't um, know if they... I don't think they...
0: I'm sure that there there are locks, but I don't know that a whole lot of people would lock their hotel rooms. Okay. At least most people wouldn't.
2: I mean, in a hotel like this, I wouldn't... At this time period, I wouldn't expect them to be locked, so...
1: Yeah, but we have scary stuff. Yeah, ours are always locked. Right? We have scary stuff.
2: (laughs) So did you lock yours leaving?
1: Oh, am I separate? We're not sharing again?
2: Are we still? Are we sharing?
0: That's up to you, ladies. Oh, if you, maybe, if I you, think maybe
2: we're. Well, then we're cost, sharing.
0: Cost wise, you might share yeah, just it, we'll because we so much money to go around for the doctor. Okay.
2: So is our suite like a two bedroom suite then, or is it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go into Maeve's room and um, I open her trunk and I place the Ankh right on top of the. And then the trunk on top of the books. It's real subtle. I just, you know, close it and and leave
0: okay make me a hard power roll
2: Well, she's gone right hmm? yeah but you probably
0: oh. that that but we'll, what the power rolls for yeah we'll, we'll see about that why don't you make that hard power roll first
2: Fine. <laughs> I, I got a 77 out of 50 awesome oh, so that
0: is not a hard power <laughs> it is not you set the yonk down mm-hmm. unfurl the chain and set it down on top of her stuff and as you lift your hand away and prepare to close the trunk back up, you see, for just the briefest of moments, you see the iris of the eye focus on you.
2: And you roll sanity. Yep. i going go insane. So I get a 66 out of 49.
0: Okay, so that's a fail. Yep. Oh, Miss Lane. Mm-hmm. I want you to lose six points of sanity. Oh! <gasps> I want you to make me an intelligence roll.
2: My I rolling? You said intelligence?
0: Now you're rolling intelligence. You think
1: uh, they came yeah. into the room and saw her do something? But she ate them.
2: <laughs> I have a 22 out of 75.
0: Yeah, so um, the intelligence roll when you fail a check is the one you want to fail. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to pass that roll. Why don't you push that? Uh, she can't. You are going to have a bout of madness. Oh, yeah. I've the bout of madness better. is a little different this time because there are no other investigators around. So the Pulp Hero Bouts of Madness, when there are other investigators around, they last a D10 rounds. You have a little jaunt off into the ether for a moment, and then you come back. Maybe not ether like the doctor, but right. <laughs> um, a bout of madness when there aren't other investigators around is much different. Okay, I'll get back to you in a little bit. <laughs>
2: That's not good.
0: Gentlemen, you wake up probably, say, 10 o'clock or so. And you wake to the sound of knocking on your door. Specifically you, Doctor, because the rooms are in your name.
4: Right. <clears throat> Fun moment. Get up. Excuse me, sir? I, I come over to the door, you know, all disheveled, holding, can- yes,
0: uh, there is a um, uh, uh, a young woman in downstairs in the lobby. Mm. Uh, she's in uh, great distress. Uh, she was uh, a member of your party. Okay. okay. Yes, 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 yes. Come quick, quick, quick. I oh. assume it's Maeve, so <laughs> <You> I. <did>. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody uh, would. Yeah. Uh... You head downstairs, and the sight you see there is pretty shocking. You see on top of the hotel table like the bar table itself where drinks would normally be served there is one Lillian Lane and she is standing on top of the bar she has discarded the dress that she's worn she is covered in like a multicolored fluid you're not even sure what it is she's also cut in several places she's wielding a very sharp blade and she is fending off staff members who are trying to stop her. And she keeps saying, like, at the top of her lungs, the black pharaoh will free all of you in time. And the in- intent that's in her eyes is murderous. I look at the
4: guy that led me down here. Go get the other gentleman that we, packed, that we came in with. It's Jack, the father's room down. Uh, right away. Be quick. I approach Lillian very slowly with hands up, and I motion the other guys to, like, they're making it worse, back up.
0: They they have brooms. That's what they're trying to fend her off with. <laughs> they back off a little bit.
4: I guess I'll try to cut right through the noise. And, Lillian. Lillian. Like, I, I'm trying to get eye contact with her.
0: Uh, it's tough. Yeah. Um, she's not. Very cognizant, right? At least not in her own mind. Hmm. Lillian, what's your brawl? What's your bra skill?
3: i glad we trained her. Right.
0: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, that was fantastic. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I
2: have a, I have a 42.
0: Awesome. She leaps down from the bar. Okay. And she moves in close and gets mm-hmm. under the guard of one of these guys with the broom, mm-hmm. and she slashes <gasps> at the broom. Okay. And with this, like an un-understandable strength. She cuts the broom in half. It snaps. And you can hear the whistle of the knife as it goes through. And the staff member screams and drops it and just backs I, off.
4: Yeah, I use my cane to push him and the guys next to him back. And then I, like, lock eyes with them for a second so that they understand what I want them to do. Yeah,
0: they they flee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Jack, there's a pounding on your door. It matches the pounding in your head. I'm coming. I'm coming. Open the door. Uh, so there's a, the doctor. He asked me to get, retrieve you. There's a young woman on the bar downstairs. She's she's screaming and she's cut and she's being very violent with staff members. She he asked me to get you. Okay, Maeve, Let's go. <laughs>
3: Damn it.
0: <laughs> uh, you head downstairs in a, what a, like a nightshirt and some pants, and you come to this scene where. Miss Lane, in her undergarments, looks like she's been through a war. It looks like she's also intending on killing somebody if she gets the chance. Is she still saying the thing she was saying before? No, she only says it a couple of times. Okay.
2: What was it that she said again?
0: She said that the the Black Pharaoh would would free
4: you all. snap in front of her a few times and try to draw her attention
3: to my eyes. You get the attention. I parry. (laughs) She
0: doesn't hit you. No. But she swings it.
3: I'm going to try to uh, sneak up behind her while she's focused on him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a stealth a stealth roll. If you can get behind her,
3: that's 19 under 82. So I saw.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you get behind her behind the bar, and then kind of creep around the side of the bar to be able to look at what she's doing. And she's she's definitely locked on to the doctor.
4: I very gently set my bag on the bar near to where Jack can grab it if he needs to. As a weapon or with sedatives inside, he knows where I keep everything generally. And I keep Lillian's attention. Every time she starts to drift, I'll snap my fingers and keep her focused on me.
3: Sure. I'm going to get up behind her and I'm going to uh, grab her in a bear hug. Okay. Pin her arms down
0: to her side. That's a brawl roll. She's going to fight back.
3: Of course she is. (laughs) That is 33 under 75.
0: So what's your bro?
2: It is 42.
0: Okay, so I have a heart and you have a hard, but you beat me by points. You go to wrap her up in a bear hug. Are you going to go under the arms and behind the neck and try to li- like lift her off her feet to get leverage on her? Or are you just going to try to... Well,
3: she is much smaller, so it probably be easier to do it that way. Okay. Just grab, pick her up and...
0: Yeah. You pick her up. She nearly squirms out of your hold. And she's, much as you saw on the beaches of, of England, she is way faster than most people expect. Um, and she nearly gets loose. Uh, but you have her wrapped up. And that, Doctor, is when you hear something very specific. Poof. You hear the flashbulb of a camera. Oh, oh, God. Son of a bitch.
2: Daddy's going to be mad.
0: I spin around. You spin around yeah. and you see a young man dressed in a relatively simple shirt and pants and he has a camera and he has taken a picture of this scene at the bar at the Balmoral
4: fantastic
0: are there any drinks still left on the bar no it was it was early morning hours so okay. nobody was drinking okay what are you
4: doing doctor does he have her pinned enough that I can take you think so yeah okay then I take okay you get it out of her hand good and I look at him and gesture just backwards at the camera I've got her uh, I will take care of her at this moment. She doesn't have a weapon, so I've got her.
3: No, no, you don't. Know. <laughs> you're not so sure about that. You need, you need to sedate her.
4: Just enough of the old morphine to make her really sleepy. She's
0: going to go sleep for a while. Okay.
4: And then I will get her up the stairs.
0: Excellent idea. Yes. So you inject her and uh, likely professing to the folks around you that you know, you're her doctor mm-hmm. and, you know, she's going to be okay and, Lots of reassurances. Lillian, you come to in a place you never thought you'd be. And that's in the arms of Jack Doyle. When you look down, you do not know what is going on. Nothing. None of this makes sense. You're very drowsy all of a sudden. And you can feel your body being moved up a set of stairs. And you get this almost third-person perspective on everything, you see the doctor. You see him fitting something back into his doctor bag. You can feel Jack's arms wrapped around you, and, and kind of the t- the two of them kind of ushering you back up the oh, stairs. He's, he's ushering them. I'm ushering so, her, and then I get. She's Mrs. waking a... up during the trade off oh, 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 between the two on. of you. Okay, cool.
2: Kind of whisper to, to Jack, Jack, Jack. What happened? What, I, what? What do you? What you, are you you'll guys understand
0: doing? Soon.
3: I'm going to approach the young man who was taking a picture. Sure. That's a nice camera. What kind is that? I have uh, a, I have, I use a Kodak folding number 1.
0: He like turns his head. Excuse me? Oh yeah, yeah this is the camera he gestures to it. I Kodak I use. Oh, uh, he points. He turns and like points out the the door. Yes, uh, we uh, Kodak. Yeah, yeah, that's what I use. Can I look at it? Oh, no, 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 of course not.
3: Yeah, just, just, I want to look at it.
0: (laughs) He takes a step back from you.
3: No, 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 don't worry. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to look at your camera. Because I take pictures. He looks around like... I'm I'm pantomiming.
0: He kind of takes hold of the camera and and looks a little strange. A staff member comes over.
3: Is there a problem, sir? I'm a photographer, too, and I, uh... I was just interested in his camera because
0: you know. He turns to the younger man and starts speaking rapidly in French to him. He says something back to the staff member, and the staff member says, "He's a member of the press. He's out g- taking yeah, stories."
3: I, I just want to see the, the. I just want to see his camera because you know I'm always looking for different cameras. Oh. and
0: He gestures and says something back to the gentleman. The gentleman seems to acknowledge something, and then he turns and. Shows it to you, the kind of camera right, he has. Yeah, like I'm just, I, I'm not taking it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, and
3: like, you know, looking at different things and pointing. And then I tear the uh, um, <laughs> film
0: canister out. Sure.
3: Oh, sorry. That's how it goes in. Ouch.
0: Bye. Okay. Yeah, he obviously gets really upset and he starts raving. I gotta go. You head back upstairs. The You get situated in the rooms upstairs. She is cut. Probably four or five times. And it's like abdomen and it's bicep and their cuts are not deep. But the metal the meddlesome part about them is is that they just each one of them needs its own specific wrap and bandage for her not to just continue to bleed. And you don't know what other fluid she has on her. Yeah. But it smells kinda like alcohol. Like she smells like the you know that or a medicine cabinet. Like she's she's been into something. You're not sure what.
4: Her one of Jack's jackets yeah. so that she's covered up. I help her wipe down. And I I'm I'm very quiet and very calm and very gentle while I'm wrapping and cleaning the cuts. Mm-hmm. And I don't ask
0: her any questions. I let it's her cope. The, it's good because she likes it, could not answer many right now. She's a little drugged. So you get her mostly bandaged. Some of the stuff is gonna have to be cleaned off. Mm-hmm. Um, Missling definitely needs a bath. Jack, you come back with the assurances that the photo, of the photo is not going to be published. Obviously, I, I didn't break his camera. I just uh, yeah, ruined fine. that picture.
3: What the hell happened? Once she's passed out, yeah, yeah. Uh, leaning or I'm just in
4: a chair. I don't know, Jack. I have no idea. I come down to this. I,
3: something big. Um, we should check her room. Well, I mean, we're in her room currently. I would assume. Was there anything weird that she was wearing other than night clothes? No. Other than nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She, she, she had she, her underwear. Under- she yeah. had yeah. her That's
0: undergarments so on. She was not in the nude. Right. You're not sure. There isn't anything that, other than her night garments that she was wearing. There's nothing. Um, there's really, I mean, there's nothing else.
4: Right. Well, I go what search What is her she room. not wearing? A dress. Yeah. More than that. I have seen her wearing something recently.
0: Yeah, you, something saw the, around her neck. you saw something around her neck. It's not there anymore, though. It's
4: not there now.
3: Why don't you stay with her? I'll go check her room.
0: Okay. You go and check out the mm-hmm. lady's room. Uh, everything in here seems pretty well normal. Things are put away. There's no sign of any sort of disturbance in here.
3: You're lucky. Is her, uh, <laughs> is her chest, is Maeve's chest open? Nope. Shut. All right. Nothing. I don't see anything weird No,
0: no? Well, uh, Miss Lane's Beautification bottles seem to be out Looks like there's one or two That have been fairly well emptied That maybe Could be the source of Whatever. Whatever's yeah, on there I'll check it out you know. Yeah, The smell is somewhat similar She may have gotten into it You don't know why But Dress laying on the ground I guess Oh no no no! The dress is on the floor in the in the bar area. Oh, she seemed to have, have taken it off while she was on the bar. Oh,
4: as
3: one does, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, if you're gonna if you're in a strip, do it on the bar, right? Right.
2: I'm just starting to trend,
0: right? Yeah. Of that, there's no doubt. <laughs> so if the two of you kind of mother her a bit over the next few hours, or at least she eventually does come back too, so you're fairly groggy at this point, and this is really when like. The outside pain receptors start to kind of kick in, and you realize that there, you have areas of your body that are like covered in bandages, and then, wait, why am I not wearing clothes?
2: I uh, wake up, wake up, and the 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 fluid that I had on me is there significant a certain smell to yeah, it? it? Yeah, it's a perfume. Is it? That's right.
0: Like you feel like you bathed in your yeah, perfume. Yeah,
2: I feel like an overwhelming like. And then my body just, <sighs> and I, Doctor, Doctor Jack. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. How are you feeling?
2: I hurt. Oh I just hurt.
3: Welcome back, Lillian.
4: What?
2: what happened?
4: That is a very good question, Liebchen. What do did I happen? S-
2: why do I smell like a brothel?
4: Uh, well, we are in Paris, but I do not think that's <sighs> a reason.
3: I was, I, you know, that that smell was familiar. I was wondering what it was.
2: Where are my clothes? Uh,
3: in the bar downstairs.
4: Some of
2: them are in the bar,
3: most of them are
4: in that chest over there, but I do know that none of them are on you currently. I have her
0: wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, you're covered up, so you're not, you know, in a bad way. At
2: least I'm not naked, I mean, so... I, um... The last thing I remember is putting, and I kind of get this look on my face, this, this sheepish look that, you know, this, this necklace that I got f- I grabbed from Gavigan in, in Maeve's chest okay um what
4: does it look like
2: it's kind of it, it's not it's not something you want to wear, like I did. That is not
4: what I am doing to, if oh, you're going to do with it. Oh,
2: um, it has—it's an upside-down ank, um, and it looks like it has a living eye in the middle of the necklace. It's very intricate.
3: What, why would you wear something like that?
2: I was in a bad place.
3: The, the
4: doctor literally today, I was, sits <laughs> down, takes his glasses off, and begins to rub the bridge of his <laughs> nose. But I, it wasn't. I, I'll go. You get back, Mr. Shea. It wasn't
2: wearing it. It wasn't wearing it that that, that, that it, I put it in Maeve's chest so she could we could talk about it later. And I could, you know, because I had some errands to run. And I swear the eye looked at me. And he
4: probably did.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: in our room? Yeah. So, like, when you come back into the, the like with hotel bags lobby. and stuff? Yeah. You're like, you've been shopping. It's been a good day. And you walk in and you, it looks like a bomb went off in the bar. And you <laughs> see the dress that you saw Lillian lay out last night for this morning. It's literally crumpled on the floor of the bar over there.
1: I'm going to walk over and pick it up. Okay. And then like...
0: Head up to the rooms? Yeah,
1: I'm like looking around like, what the hell?
0: (laughs) And then Uh, go. You get get to the rooms. Um, You come into your room with both the doctor and Jack seemingly just beside themselves, Um, and then Miss Lane is in a bed, in her bed, covered in a blanket, and you have no idea what's going on here. The room smells funny, too. It smells like perfume.
1: I'm gonna, like, put the dress down. So, how's the laying low going? Oh,
4: Miss O'Shea, you've returned. Thunderbar, did you... Kill anyone while you were out, or perhaps light any fires
1: or anything. I I, like hold up shopping bags. Uh, I went shopping.
4: Okay, I'm just, I'm just
1: checking
3: because so
4: far that would be par for the course for our visit to Europe.
1: It's not my fault.
3: No, 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 it's nobody's fault. lillian had a bit of an episode.
1: Except for when it's mine. No, it's not your fault. No
3: one
4: is beyond reproach. It is all of our fault. And in fact, we probably should have been keeping a closer eye on Lillian. Now, I don't know who would have said that or, did, you know, advised that. But, you know, whatever. The duck gets up grumbling to himself and goes <laughs> to his room.
2: I don't need a babysitter until Apparently I not. do. Apparently not. Why would
4: you need a babysitter? Ant-
2: maybe maybe it, it's okay. I left you a present in your chest. Be very careful. Be very... Wait, so Don't that, look it in the eye. That,
1: that's what caused downstairs...
2: I was trying out a new profession. I heard it's popular in Paris.
1: Where did it come from? Uh,
3: well... Gavigan.
2: No, what? Shh, don't tell her that.
3: Why didn't we light it on fire?
2: Because... because one
3: only one of us knew about it.
2: Because I wanted to touch it. I was waiting for the right time to give it to you, but there was just so many things that happened, and, 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 and Lawrence passed I away. I would not
1: want anything from that man.
2: And I, But, yes, it's a necklace, and... um. Uh, It looked at me.
1: I am writing
4: what she said in my journal so that it is fresh, while it is fresh in my mind. It's not hard.
2: Um, But I, I'm, I'm gonna take a nap.
3: Yes, but you might want to take a bath too.
1: So what I want to do is open the chest without looking in it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Like
1: put my hand in, feeling for a necklace. Yeah, there it is. Shove it under some other clothes so that I can safely get into my chest later. Make me
0: a power roll, hard power roll.
1: Okay, all your fault. Okay, that is... And it's a 50 out of 65.
0: Okay. When you grab hold of the necklace, you gain five points of magic. Oh. Like, when you take hold of it, you feel like an absolute welling inside of you. Somebody turned your energy level up to 150%.
1: That's interesting, but I... No, I have something I have to take care of first, and maybe I'll look at it when I can go crazy on the train. Like, derail us or something.
0: So, she's going to take a nap. Both of your heads are probably pounding from A last night. Know, it, it kind of sobered me up a little bit. It, it did. It, it's not a comfortable sober, but it's a sober. Luckily, the Balmoral Hotel has a fine bar you could go back to. Oh, yeah. We'll hear the dog. What are you doing this evening?
1: I'm probably just going to have dinner. And then uh, head out to the other hotel.
0: Okay. Um, so you take a trip down the street. It's actually about four... Mm. It's it's probably four to five Paris blocks from where you guys are staying at right now. Well, if I
1: need to, I'll call a car. You don't need to. <clears throat> um,
0: not unless you want to. But it isn't too far uh, from where you're currently staying. Okay. Uh, you end up at... Uh, a hotel. It's it's the Bristol Hotel. Okay. You use the information that she'd given you to uh, get directed to her room.
1: I will go and uh, knock on her door.
0: Okay. There is a knock at the door. One of your servants asks if he should go and answer it.
5: No, no, I'll get it myself. And I will walk and open the door.
0: Uh, on the other side of it you see one Maeve O'Shea
5: come on in Miss O'Shea I will uh,
0: enter thank you one thing you probably noticed Miss O'Shea is that this room is far warmer than you'd expected it both of the fireplaces in this common area are on and like all of the windows are sealed up it feels like stepping into sauna is not the right term because it's not nearly that humid Um, but the temperature is probably in the mid-70s in here.
1: So I'm probably finely comfortable. Yep. Nice. I imagine it's not too warm in here for you. No, it's actually really
5: nice. Well, those of us who are blessed need a warmer environment. I've noticed that. If you would come join me at the table for a cup of tea before we get started.
1: Oh, sure.
5: And uh, I'll go and sit down and have one of my servants pour us some oolong. Okay. How much do you know about the Swift family, Ms. O'Shea?
1: I just know about Jonathan and his business and um, what he sort of was up to. It wasn't good, which is why we stumbled across it in the first place. That was pretty much it. It was messy. And
5: that sums up Jonathan in a word. He wasn't really a nice man, as I'm sure you and I both know. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, true. He had the ire of our entire family, but especially our father. He had failure meeting expectations. It's unfortunate for everyone involved. So is this
1: a family
5: thing? To an extent, we do have a brood. Hmm. Okay.
1: And
5: the unfortunate situations that arrived with the Holden family that Mm -hmm. made you aware of everything that he was doing drew a lot of attention that we had to correct with the help of you and your companions as a bonus.
1: Yeah, that was... uh... Not a good situation. No, it
5: was not, which is one of the reasons that I believe you uh, have been blessed and have had attention called upon you to uh, be a more diligent student.
1: Well, it's good that to know that cruelty is not required.
5: It's not required. It sometimes is an unfortunate outcome.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. The
5: nice thing about being part of the Blessed is that it grants you access to knowledge that is old and knowledge that is powerful beyond normal human belief.
1: Just because um, I have some experience with uh, magical orders, how do you contact or find other believers around you.
5: We're sent by Yig, almost always. We'll receive directions from him directly. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And that's one of the reasons that it's so important that you learn Aklo, because if he speaks to you, you need to be able to understand his wishes with crystal clarity. That is understandable. And you uh, definitely caught his attention with being able to summon without a more learned knowledge.
1: I find that have a fairly strong will. Which
5: is good. The strong will, having an iron mind, being able to withstand unsettling things are all very necessary in order to withstand the power that comes with everything that you're experiencing now.
1: Well, considering the people I am surrounded by, I think I'm the one that's been handling it the best. Well, the people that you're
5: surrounded by haven't been blessed by Yig, either.
1: That's true. But I don't think that they really want to. I've already been chastised for for summoning, basically. But They'll probably have to just deal with it. If if we need help, we need help.
5: I will finish my cup of tea and pull out just a small piece of paper and guide it over to Maeve and show her that these are some of the more basic but intricate words of Aklo for a summoning.
0: Yeah, these are words... There's a couple here. You think that there are, say, eight total words or images that she's showing you? Mm-hmm. It's a couple of them you've seen, but the vast majority of them you've, you've never seen before. And just using... Your mind tries to kind of wrap around how they would be pronounced. And you're not really certain. You'll need some sort of guidance in that regard. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, though, you can definitely... They come from Swift's book... Copies of them, anyway. So you you know what these two are.
1: Okay. Well, I'm familiar with uh, these words, but I'll need help with some of the other ones. All right.
5: And I will read them off for her.
0: Okay. So here's what I'd like you to do, Allie. I would like you to make me an intelligence roll, and you are at advantage. <laughs> and this is a hard difficulty. <laughs>
5: keeper can i use my hand of fate to uh (laughs) re-roll
4: can i hand of fate myself
0: (laughs) you absolutely can one of our um, benefits of being illuminated is in game hand of fate
5: that role is much better it's actually an exceptional success
0: excellent all right so now miss o'Shea i'd like you to make an intelligence roll uh you get an advantage die because you learn languages faster than other people
1: Okay, so how does the advantage work again? It
0: gives you another 10's die, and you take the lowest of the two. Oh, that's right. Okay. um, Either re-roll that one or...
1: Okay. So it's a 52 out of 90.
0: Okay. You would either have to spend luck or push for the hard. You need to be at 45.
1: At 45. I will
0: spend the luck. Okay, very good. The two of you spend the rest of the night in a strange series of choruses. It's less of a spoken language as much of it seems to be more of a singing language. The intonations fill the apartment, the, this, this uh, hotel room, with uh, a strange series of tones. Sometimes they rattle the glass in the windows, and other times they, the syllables creep along the skin on your body uh, to the point where you shiver. But the one thing that you get that is certain by the end of your first night is that as much as you are an exceptional student of languages, you now have an exceptional teacher. And that is where I'll call the episode to close. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Masks of Your We will see you next week.